What's up, guys? Welcome back to Table 40 and the first episode of Season 2. Uh, Leslie and I are excited to have Seth and Tori Bolt join us. And Seth uh, is part of a uh, member of the band Need to Breathe. But more importantly, is building tree houses. I'm going to let you guys get into that a little bit. Um, but they're better than tree houses. I guess you probably can explain a little better. They're but, like luxury awesomeness. Uh-huh. So they're, they're, uh, they're romantic getaway houses, right? Would you say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Are you so, going to use Matt for your marketing from here yeah, on out? I mean, like, this sounds so smooth. I nailed it. <laughs> you did. I pretty much nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. No, we're super excited. I, in fact, I really want, I think you should take me there. We just celebrated 20 years, but we couldn't really go um, anywhere because of COVID. And so I think this is where we should go for our 20th wedding anniversary. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. All right, you two. We're excited that you're with us today. And we just... There's so many things I want to talk to you about, but I think the first thing is just get into your love story, how you guys met. Yeah. You <laughs> There's always two versions of the story, so you can just both tell each version if you want. <laughs> you, I think Tori tells it best, and I'll just chime in whenever I need to add a little Yeah, well, it color. was just... It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny how it happened. So I was working in broadcast journalism, and um, I typically was a producer behind the scenes, but I was pitching my boss on letting me do, like, community and entertainment pieces. And so he said yes, and next thing I know, I'm covering need to breathe who's playing in town you know in houston i was living in houston texas and so i interviewed them um i pitched my boss on this job like covering this story because my boyfriend at the time was a huge need to breathe fan and i wanted to be cool and like let him tag along as my like sidekick and it was just honestly comical um that i had no idea like what was in store how's so, he feel about this <laughs> well, she said what, she said breathe. was a need to breathe fan <laughs> you know, that's that's the assumption I don't it's know. his least favorite band now that's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> burned all the records yeah. or however that works that's amazing that's amazing and so you guys you interviewed them and then did, was there immediate connection between you and seth Oh, that interview went great. Oh yeah, immediate. <laughs> no, I mean, I was not. I was not looking at him that way. I mean, obviously, he's super attractive. But no, I, I just wasn't there. And then, you know, six months later, flash forward, and we're both single. Um, and they're playing again in town. I went with a bunch of my friends to the show, and I guess Seth saw me and slipped into the DMs. Oh, Ooh. nice, yeah. smooth. very smooth, very smooth. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the second um, time we've heard that. Ricky Fowler did the same thing with his wife, Allison. And so I guess that's the new way to, to meet people. I mean, Matt and I, they didn't have cell phones when we were dating. So, or they did, but they were, there were no DMs. They were certainly. pretty, pretty. Certainly no yeah, DMs. No. <laughs> well, that's great, Seth. So that was your move? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, my move first was um, she, that night, um, I didn't know she had a boyfriend and she invited us out to this bar that gave the profits of charity. And so um, I was, I was all about it. I was like, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to find out what this girl's all about um, because I was just, uh, she, she was glowing, she was full of joy. And I was like, there's something about this girl. I need to, I need to, I need to meet her. And she stood me up. She didn't go. 
and um she didn't go because her boyfriend told her she he was like what are you doing that was so dumb why would you why would you invite them to a bar they're never gonna go to a bar (laughs) he was picking it up he picked up the connection he was like no you shouldn't go yeah exactly (laughs) smart guy so my whole thing was i mean i i i think i really genuinely um hated or despised the part of dating that's like virtual and online and through the cloud it's just I'm such a face-to-face person I feel like I feel like that's the way it was it was meant to be and you're only getting sort of a fraction of a person if all you can see is the words that they type from the other side of their screen so I was all about hey let's FaceTime you know and um, I think within a week I had invited her out to to Charleston I had some friends in town visiting from Australia for three days, which was pretty rare for me to just have have that time. So um, I talked about her the entire first day and then they were like, well, why didn't you invite her? I'm like, well, I mean, I just met her and they were like, well, give her a call. I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. <laughs> and so then, I'm, and then um, what really blew me away was that in 12 hours time, I, I called her like 10 p.m. And uh, I was like, hey, this is crazy. I got some friends in town, but if you can get here, I'll, I'll figure out how to cover your flight. If you can get off work. And literally 12 hours later 10 30 a.m she was landing in charleston she worked a night shift also in between there and packed a bag and got off work and all this stuff and i was just super impressed at how fast she moves and how spontaneous she is and um and then i knew i had 48 hours to make her fall in love with (laughs) with me and with charleston and was able to do both luckily (laughs) that's incredible and that's funny that that's something that you would notice about Tori, but I think with the lifestyle that that you're in um, with music and then like with Matt, you know, in, in baseball, that's a that's a necessary um, quality for the woman that you're going to marry is to be able to like kind of work on the fly a little bit and move fast. So that's really that's really cool. Tori, were you nervous? I wasn't really nervous. I was I was excited, honestly, and I just had this feeling after like you know, our, our FaceTimes and, and talking, we went really deep fast. And I feel like when we're connected on your faith and the same values, you just feel like you can get to know someone so much better and faster. And so for flying out, I was like, this is either going to be the start of something amazing, or it's going to be a really wild story. And it'll be a funny story. You know, I know he's not going to kidnap me because he's in the public eye. (laughs) (laughs) So why not? (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, I love that. Okay. That's really cool that you said that. And so both of you guys were at a place um, in your personal journey with the Lord that, that those were things you were talking about when you were dating. Yeah, we were, we were both, I think, feeling a little frustrated with, with, dating and with um um I guess just uh not finding not finding people who kind of you know either grew up how we did or believe what we do and um that part definitely made it made it difficult and so I think almost immediately like she said when we we the we we talked from probably like 7 p.m to 7 a.m we just it was just nonstop and we were just realizing that was the moment we were realizing wow like this is this is the this is the person I could spend the rest of my life with and I really didn't think that it was going to be that way I'd heard people say oh you you'll know when you know and I had no idea what that meant and I so yeah we just we um 
we we connected on on so many different things, core values, and and I think that has really made all the difference in the world for us. I never intended to um, to like start a business with my wife, you know. And here we have Bull Farm Treehouse that that you were talking about earlier, um, and that's something that we we built um, probably starting like year two of marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, we um, dreamed about it on our honeymoon. We were honestly like already doing the big picture, dreaming what do we want our life to look like you know, when kids come in the future, what kind of environment will that be in? And that's kind of where the idea birthed, like the first treehouse um, Seth had already built with his dad, but that's when we came up with the idea to like double down on this dream and end up losing my job. And, but um, yeah, second year of marriage is when we actually like put it into action and we were living in an RV like we are right now on raw land while we were building. And it was just like fast track into marriage. You're living in a 35 foot trailer together. Yeah, we, <laughs> built, we built four houses in our second year of marriage. So it's like, look, if we can do this, we can do anything. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. That's really, really cool. And so Seth, you built the first tree house with your dad. Is that what you just said? Like all by yourself, you and your dad? Yeah, he's, he's, um, my dad's amazing. Um, he can build anything, he can do anything. And I sketched out the idea for the first treehouse on a napkin in our, in the kitchen of their house. And, um, and then, you know, we, it, it was a really cool experience. I built, um, I helped my dad and mom build the house that they still live in. Um, they built it from the ground up cause couldn't afford to pay anybody else to do it. And, um, that was a cool thing. So it was it was awesome for us. We started on Father's Day, um, and and just got to build something for the first time in probably a decade. And um, and I had I had my honeymoon in mind for it. You know that was kind of the benchmark for me. Like I didn't just want to build a treehouse. I wanted to build like the most amazing treehouse I could possibly come up with. And um, so that was a surprise um, for Tori, um, and I got to. Um, you know, she was the inspiration and love was the inspiration for, for why I did that. And so we, we got married on my parents' farm and then we honeymooned in, in the tree house and, you know, had these conversations about what we wanted life to look like and, and, uh, what we wanted life to look like for our kids, you know, and one thing for me was wanted our, our kids one day to, to grow up in an environment where they can learn to serve people before, you know, hopefully to balance out any entitlement that they may have. Um, I just, uh, my parents are like servant leaders and, and I've just, um, I, I love, I love that sort of way of living and that way of, of leading. Um, and so we were like, yeah, this, you know, if we're in hospitality, you can already see the kids bringing the treats and stuff <laughs> to the guests and, and helping us out and that kind of thing. I mean, That's just, amazing. I mean, he, he makes, you put a lot of men to shame, me included, like you can build stuff and you probably played like an amazing song and you sang and you built the house, you had a honeymoon in and you probably, I mean, <laughs> good grief, leave something for the rest of us. He and Mike Matheny. Jeez, yeah, Mike Matheny builds stuff with his hands and um, you guys are, I mean, I can hit a baseball, that's about it. With wood. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, That's the other really, day. Really, cool. I, really cool. I can't remember who said it, but they were like, "Chill out, bro." Yeah, seriously, man. You, <laughs> relax. You're building your your honeymoon house, and oh, uh, that's really, really playing cool, beautiful really. music. You have amazing hair. I mean, some of us don't have any hair. Like, <laughs> oh, 
unbelievable. Let's talk more about your, your parents and your family and your faith background a little bit. It sounds to me like your parents are amazing people and, and give us a little bit of a, a rundown on that. Yeah, they are. I mean, the, um, it's kind of crazy. Um, you know, their, their parents, um, like my grandparents were orphans. So they, my, my parents both grew up um, poor. They were in, in like sort of the the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains in South Carolina. So just a very, very low income area. And um, I just, I got to watch them work really, really hard and and live um, and live out their, their beliefs, live what they claim they believe. And um, I remember moments like, um, you know, seeing my dad like early in the morning i was kind of crazy early one morning my dad gets like 4 30 and he's you know at the at this point in his his uh career he's a builder you know he was like doing better than ever you know and he was on his knees praying to start the day and i just remember that as a kid seeing that and being like oh my gosh first of all i didn't even know he did that i was never up that early to see that morning routine and that discipline but he's just an incredibly disciplined guy um and uh was blown away by that i mean i think for for whatever reason i didn't get that discipline gene i think um early you know i think that and and also the the being a creative get being a musician it's like there's no rules stay up as late as you want sleep in as late as you want and um and i've come back around to that in in the past few years and just really really um you know, discovered how, how freeing discipline is and how, how amazing it is. Um, so they've been, they, I think the consistency is probably the one thing that I would say about my parents, you know, consistency and hard work. Like, um, I, I'm blessed because, you know, not, there's a lot of parents who don't do what they say and they don't live what they believe but my parents always, always did. And, and so I know that I'm incredibly fortunate and lucky to have had that example because, you know, now I have no excuse. That's good. Tori, were you raised in a similar, in a similar manner? I was, but um, both of Seth's parents are entrepreneurs, right? In a way, his dad's a builder, his mom's a realtor, and my parents were not. They're like the very traditional all-American family. Dad's a now retired firefighter. And my mom is a retired teacher. So, but um, in terms of like having incredible parents and God-fearing parents, I, I totally had that. Um, grew up in such a, a loving family. And I remember even at a really young age, them telling me that, you know, you're an eagle, not a parakeet. So like, don't have a low ceiling, like let your wings soar, <laughs> do anything you want to do. And they, they completely, <laughs> they did. That was just what they, you know, from a young age and it's funny because now I'm doing it and now they're like hey where are you I'm like you told me I'm an eagle I'm yeah, yeah I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's really cute. I want to tell my daughter that that's that's a really great thing to say I love that exactly. you're an eagle not a parakeet so good <laughs> I love that okay so let's talk more about um just working together as a couple and you guys are entrepreneurs and it really is cool. Like I I've we're Instagram friends and I, I see the tree houses on Instagram and it really, really is a cool minute. I mean, I was telling Matt, I was like, it's a ministry that 
that they've they're doing together and and I when we were talking earlier I just want to talk about what I think is you guys are like ministry providers of great rest and so I think that that's such a neat thing to be able to create a space for couples to come in in rest in in you know reconnect and dream and just all of those things I'm really drawn to your ministry in that way and just talk to me a little bit about about what you guys think about rest. Yeah. Um, it providing our guests with that true soul rest is what fuels us maybe the most, um, because so many people don't realize how badly they need it. And we'll either read in the guest book or talk with our guests or, some, you know, see it in a testimonial video where they're like, I didn't know how badly I needed this, but like, this was the first time in years that you know, we stayed up all night talking about things that we just never made space for. And like, quote, like this added 25 years to my marriage, or I discovered my best friend again, things like that. And you just want to like cry when you hear it. But it's like, giving people that space to rest and an environment to rest, um, just allows so much breakthrough to happen. And one of our good friends told us this analogy that stuck with me about rest. And he just said, okay, your, your average person, how often, you know, how often do they need to change their tires on their, on their car? And it's like, okay, every few years. And then he's like, all right, well, what about NASCAR? You know, race, you know, they're changing their wheels several times at race. Um, because especially if you're like high output, high performing, you just need to change your tires, like m far more often than your average person. And so, you know, for us changing your, t giving people the chance to like change their tires, is giving them space to really rest, refill their soul, um, be in nature, be with you know the person that they love without any distractions. And so our our tree houses and now domes, like they intentionally don't have modern things or technology. I mean, low key we do have like really fast Wi-Fi. We just don't <laughs> tell you about it unless you need it. Um, but because we want to give people you know an excuse to really put the phone down and to unplug. We have a little hotel that you can check your phone into if you want to turn it off and, and give it a rest. What about air conditioning? I have a problem with heat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. all of that's okay. the thing. So you, you, rest you get to be. Okay, okay. I just to be, want to make sure. I don't rest unless I'm cool. So. Immersed in nature, surrounded by comfort. Okay, you know, good. That's, that's the. That's good. I'm a big nature a, person, too. That fuels my soul. I love that. Yeah, I think we're we're perfect for nature lovers, but we're also a gateway to nature for people who, you know, would just be like, no, 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 I'm not going to stay in a tent or I'm not, you know, because we we find places that are inspiring and we start there. You know, I mean, the, um, you know, for us, like we've got to be blown away with with the setting in order to to want to build there. And we try to find places that are so inspiring that people would be perfectly content staying in a in a a tent or something like that and then we build these luxury tree houses and and domes and things like that um and you know rest 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 is a big thing for us reconnection i think is probably the one word also that we we really go to um when a lot of people think of rest they think of sleep and you know americans certainly don't get enough sleep but um it's it's i think I think far more than just like getting a great night's sleep. It's about turning off that that engine of your mind that just never stops striving. You're always thinking, I need to do this, I've got to do that, I gotta 
zero out my inbox. I've got to make sure that everyone's taken care of. And there's just that, that sort of relentlessness. Um, it doesn't give us the bandwidth for, um, for, for engaging your spirit. Um, it doesn't give you the bandwidth to have like the processing time for things that just happen so fast and they just, next thing you know, it's, it's behind you, but it's not, it hasn't left your mind, it hasn't left your spirit. And um, there's so much value in, in opening up that bandwidth and having that time to, um, to process those things, but also just to, to play. Like, I mean, we're, we're all born and we, we know how to play. It's instinctive. And then we, we basically, uh, you know, through behavior, make a habit of forgetting how to play and to the point to where you're like, oh yeah, I, you know, some people, they're never silly. They're, they're always, they have so much to do that they don't get a chance to do that. And um, that's an incredible thing, I think, especially for couples and relationships, because um, uh, life and work and especially kids, you know, means that that time that you used to have together um, is 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 gone or uh, very, very hard to come by. So um, we tell people to tell everybody that they're going off grid or that they're going on a nature trip and they won't be available just so that they can have that time to reconnect. Did it take a lot of courage to jump into to this adventure? Or, I mean, I guess y'all talked about it during your honeymoon, but I just think doing something so different and um, bold, it just takes, may have taken a lot of courage or am I just not, a, Maybe I'm you. not an entrepreneur. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's the difference. Um, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely required a lot of risk. Um, I think people think that, um, that music musicians are rich and that's so far from true. And, uh, so we, you know, we're right now we're on a mountaintop in, um, in, outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee, and we just decided to sell our house so that we could buy this and, and build this nature retreat. Um, I think, I mean, we, we, we know that, that the need is there and we know that the interest and, and the demand is there. So, I mean, I guess that part that part doesn't feel risky, but but also, you know, everything that we've we basically put our life savings into this and it has to go right. So there's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what faith is, right? So you need to rest from the pressure. <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're well, definitely overdue. Yeah. <laughs> I, I took a nap before this podcast nice yes <laughs> that's amazing what do y'all do in your marriage to kind of reconnect and um I guess you can walk on over to the treehouse but it just did like a like practical tips in a marriage because I think one thing I thought about when we were so excited you guys said yes to come on to this is we you know Matt played professional baseball for a really long time and I think there are a lot of similarities between y'all schedules. And so in a, in a marriage, I think that, you know, when you are touring, I can, I can imagine that it's very difficult for y'all to spend quality time together. And so what kind of things have you done over the course of your marriage to, to reconnect together and to make sure that, you know, I, it requires a lot of creativity. And so I'm always, I always love to hear from couples and, and how they, how they just make their marriage work in, in a logistically challenging lifestyle. Yeah, I think for us, we really focus on high quality time, even if it can't be quantity. 
Um, I mean, fortunately, we have had a lot of time together recently. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so for when it's like that, we, we've gotten into the rhythm of like a Sunday Sabbath where we just have one day a week where we truly don't work, turn the phones off and are just, we spend time with God. We spend time with each other. We spend time outside and it's so nice. We make bacon. We do yeah. bacon and coffee is the routine. <laughs> um, but like you were saying, Leslie, like when at, you know when you don't have that luxury and you are apart, I mean, thank God for FaceTime, right? But you just have to get creative. And I think um, I don't know. I think um, there's something beautiful when you can be like, "Hey, I I have total confidence in our marriage, and you're doing your thing, and I'm like so happy for you, and I'm doing mine." And like at the end of the day, if we can have like a really high impact touch point, then great. It doesn't have to be like one other thing that you have to try to manage, right? right and it's right. just about really being present when you are talking um, and and channeling self selflessness, which um, Seth, you're, you're really great at um, just putting the other person and their needs above your Dang, own. he's good at that too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I knew that that was good. <laughs> I was gonna get a response from him. What? So we're talking about 2020. Like, has it been weird not touring and playing? Like, how, how's that? How's that been? Like, do you miss it? Like, is there? Oh, 100. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, so it's like when you get injured in baseball, it's like something's taken away from you. Like, mm. you're like, oh, okay, yeah. You really appreciate it a little bit more. Is that something that's happened this year? Uh, certainly. Um, and. Uh, I think for, for us, I, I, I'll speak for myself, but I, I know the other guys feel this way too. Um, the, the, when we make a, a record, you know, that recording process, it can take months, it can take years. And um, we all kind of feel like the, the payoff to that is actually getting to be there in person with um, the people who come to the shows and like getting to see their face and their you know, excitement you know, singing the songs back to us, like that is the reward, you know, that um, getting to play live music for people and them enjoying it is like the biggest reward of what we do. And, um, you know, the recording oftentimes is just hard work, you know, you sure. just show up with your boots on and, um, and do it. So um, it's weird because we, we released a record, we, we were actually finishing a, a record out of body um in march of 2020 so right before the quarantine started and we had planned to uh announce a tour uh three weeks after that and we just we didn't even make the announcement because we we knew everything was shutting down so um so it's been tough but it's, it's been really tough but we've we've made the most of it i think all of us have um it's we really haven't taken significant time off of the road to you know to spend time with family and um, on other things that interest us so so we that's what we did I think we've we've all tried to make the most of that that's since good then. that's good yeah I bet you guys miss each other since you spend so much time together yeah I mean, me and the guys in the van yeah you're in the yeah yeah you're in the van yeah yeah heart does make the distance make the harder fonder yeah um, <laughs> you know we you know we just constantly around each other so it it that it, it has it has made that um, made that time sweeter and and really great and and our relationships you know are flourishing that's because good because of it that's good that's how it is when we'd go to spring training i mean there were some you know teammates <laughs> they used, they used that you to say like at the end of the baseball season be like 
okay guys you can pick your own friends now in about two <laughs> weeks you can pick your own friends you know we stuck with these guys anymore but <laughs> most years that was just a joke some years it was like god i can't wait but, no. <laughs> but spring training was always fun because yeah. we hadn't seen each other in a couple months yeah, it, was and it was fresh and fun and time to get back to work so <laughs> that's really great oh that's so fun okay so you guys are building right now um on a mountaintop and it's a dome so that's a little different than than the treehouse it looks really cool it looks like a modern treehouse so it looks really really cool i'm excited and so when will that be finished we're welcoming our first guests um in may oh wow so soon mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and we're doing domes and treehouses so treehouses like you know, that's our signature thing. Yeah. And it's kind of the, I call it like the penthouse suite of the property. It's like, you know, for the honeymooners and like the people who are going really big on vacations. And then we came up with a new design, the geodesic dome. That's something we came up with what last year in 2020, because we were trying to think of a way that we could build faster, build more efficiently so that we can offer like a, a more affordable offering and just make ourselves available to more people. And the dome ended up being the way that we could still offer the same experience, all the same amenities, the hot tub, the pod chair, all the things, but in a different envelope that opened us up to, you know, new avenues. That's really cool. So you guys serve them? You're there when they're there? Uh, sometimes we are. Oh, we're, cool. Wait, we need yeah. that one. If we're coming, we need that one. Y'all need y'all need to be there and hang out. Let's have yeah. a campfire. You can yeah, and you can teach me all the stuff you know. <laughs> we'll be there a while. Yeah, for a long time. We may stay forever. <laughs> okay, here okay, I have a. Come down in April and you can build. You can build together too. Yeah, you can teach me how to build. I'm strong. I don't think I, I don't have skill. He can haul things for I you. I can carry stuff. Hey, yeah, we could use your help. Yeah, I'll carry stuff. Oh, that's, that's so funny. Um, I The one thing I'm curious about, like when you when you were working together, what kind of things have you noticed about each other that you didn't realize before? Because I think when when married people work together on on projects, I think that you grow to admire different qualities that maybe were unseen. And so I don't know. I'm curious about that. Have you, Tori, have you noticed stuff about Seth that you're oh, like, Oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> Tell He's so great. Is there anything negative? Let's... Oh yeah. Oh, well, I'm just I mean, kidding. Seth, my husband, is amazing. Seth, the yeah. designer for Boat Farm Trios, drives me nuts. The <laughs> things he wants to pull off. You know? Nice. I'm just kidding. Um, but no, it does. It makes you have a, new, a whole new appreciation. You know, um, when you're just seeing them in their element, doing their thing. Like one thing that Seth's great at that I think you exceptionally shine because I'm so bad at it is like orienteering. Like in the early days of we find the property and scouting it out and trying to figure out like where everything's gonna go. I mean, I kid you not, the guy like you can you just know where you're at. He's like, oh yeah, on the south side of the property, we're gonna have this and that, and like we'll watch back videos from like the first time we walked the property, and everything he said was accurate. And I'm, I mean, up to like a couple of weeks ago, being like, is this the right spot for the thing? Like, where <laughs> am I? <laughs> you know. So I feel like that's kind of a random strength because obviously, I mean, his main strength is. He, he's the designer and that's something that most people don't know is that Seth designs like the tree houses and the domes um the interiors as well and I kind of take the role when we collaborate but of the project manager so I'm really keeping things on track and on budget and he's coming up with like all the wild ideas that's awesome basically none of my wild ideas would come to fruition if it wasn't for Tori and 
Um, I th our work speeds are different. Like I like to marinate on things. I'm like the crock pot and she's like the microwave. She's like, let's go, you know, and she's got alarms going off all day to remind her to do things. And I'm just kind of like in, in one zone <laughs> and like second gear. So I, I, working with her, I think is really just showing me, you know, how, uh, how to, how to work more efficiently and how to, how to get more done. Um, I think, I don't know, I think some of that might carry over from, from music where like you might work on one song for like two weeks or however long it takes, you know, but you know, she's just, she's, um, I wouldn't fly. You wouldn't fly with her. No. <laughs> Let's go get this song cranked out. Yeah. Right. That's really she makes cool. me far more productive than I would be otherwise. <laughs> That's really cool. Really cool. We were talking about that tonight in Bible study with the, with the girls that come over and, and just different personalities and how we were talking about friends and how I asked him, I said, who would you invest in eternally? Like, who are your people that you're going to have conversations with that point them to Jesus? And they were, they were talking about just, they, they named them or whatever. And we're talking about it, but they were also saying like, this person drew this part of my personality out. And I really appreciate that because they, they helped me see like exactly what you, you guys are, you guys are talking about about how different personalities just complement each other in such a way that it's a beautiful relationship <laughs> so it was neat it was neat to hear the girls talking about so when friends. you said you circle back around are you getting up at 5 30 now get in the five o'clock hour yeah really between five and six even if it's 5 55 <laughs> and your spiritual did you probably reading your bible and stuff and just super disciplined with that we, yeah, we have a, a morning routine because okay. it's it's like if you don't get it in for, for, for us, at least like once the day starts, then you're kind of off to the races. And and we've we've tried it. We've tried a lot of different things. I mean, I think it's fun to experiment with just finding like those routines and habits that like are are just perfect for you. And those combinations of things that that um, you can you can commit to and that you look forward to. And um I mean, there are definitely seasons where we would just, you wake up and the first thing that you see is your phone and you're reacting to a text or an email and then it just doesn't stop and you're just kind of flustered. And so um, now, yeah, we, I, I don't know how common this is and this may be really weird, but um, even before quarantine and COVID, like we just, just had an identical schedule when we got married we had opposite schedules she was doing like the, the night shift at the news yeah. and um, started at 2 a.m and then once we got to on the on the same page we just stuck with that and it was also a great accountability it's like okay we're both waking up early we're both going to um do a, a workout we're both going to journal we're both gonna you know read the bible together and pray and we're both just do all those things and and work together too so that that honestly really did prepare us for quarantine because i know a lot of people hit it and they were like whoa i'm not used to being around this person non-stop but we had, we had already had a good bit of practice at that point and we were living in a tree house so like there was nowhere to go we were in one we were in like one 600 square foot room with each other all day every day I know. my mom got a gag gift it's like a conjoined sweater with you know that's funny that's really funny gift. so that's cool so y'all get up in the morning and then you you journal you read your bible you have a you have a system and then you start your day i love it mm -hmm. i love it really but what good. about when you start touring again i mean 
five thirty after when, concert. I, I, that's why I mentioned the accountability aspect because I feel like it's more difficult for me, um, more difficult for both of us to stick with it because you don't have like your, you know, your workout partner, your your, yeah. your person. Yeah. And I mean, you have to adapt too. If you're if, like with the band, you know, your job starts at nine yeah. p.m. or eight p.m. Mm. So you just you got to. It's funny when we start back on tour everyone is on the adult schedule and everybody's like man it's like 10 30 i'm wiped out i'm going to bed and Two weeks later and then before you know it it's like oh man are we going to stay up and watch that epic movie tonight we're like well i don't want to miss out on on you know guy time and, and our time together to just hang out and then before you know it we're we're fully back into into the tour routine that i can relate to staying that. up till that's two or three that was us yeah that was us and that was our kids you know unfortunately I mean, it was it was really wild i mean because we have four kids and so the oldest three matt was playing you know and they were they grew up with it you read too but not as much and so but i mean they would go to bed at 11 30 12 o'clock you know and i'm like oh don't tell any other parent like just keep it in keep that a secret that that's what time you guys go to bed but we would go to mass games and would watch him play and then you know whatever see them afterwards and then they would go to bed really late take a nap around you know 5 p.m wake up on seven go to the game <laughs> so it's just kind of yeah. how we roll to keep everybody together so it is interesting how things you have to adapt and things change and but you have to do what you have to do to keep your crew together so anyway did you ever take did you take a nap too before games uh yeah i used to i used to go in and take a nap yeah like probably like 30 minutes and just tell the trainer i'd be like hey make sure i don't miss the game <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good thing to do yeah I do that. Close call one have, time. yeah have you had any oh, close calls because no. I've, I've done that really that would be bad they'd be like yeah. hey we're uh, not out here <laughs> yeah it was it was most nights you know you park the tour bus right next to the venue but on this particular night it was like three or four blocks away and um, the tour manager's waking me up and they're like, he's like, hey, are, are you ready? And I was like, what time is it? And he was like, it's time to go on right now. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> running. I am, I'm not dressed. I don't have my monitors in, none of that stuff. And uh, I, I, I sprinted and barely, I'm like sitting down, uh, this is an acoustic tour. So I'm like, I grabbing my instrument, sitting down on the stool and like still putting my ears in as the first notes are, are happening. I, also for the electric show and i'll tell you so for the acoustic show it wasn't as bad it's still crazy to just be like dead asleep and then now here you are in front of 2500 people <laughs> but but for for the rock show that's even crazier because you go from like being sound asleep to like lights are flashing it's yeah. loud as it can be everything's happening all at once <laughs> that's awesome so what is the plan do you guys have a, a tour plan coming up or is there, you don't have to bite, break it here. Are you going on tour anytime soon? We are going on tour okay, this great. year. Sweet. That'll are you coming great. anywhere? So this is going to be probably, I think this is, this is going to be one of the busiest years that, that we've had, um, just in terms of all, all that we're doing, all that we're going to release. Um, we've been writing music like crazy, doing, um, um, filming some stuff, so, and, and getting ready for tour. Anywhere near Oklahoma? Probably. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to yeah. go. It'll yeah. be great. It'll be great. Okay. So the last question that we ask 
actually you let ask you're better at asking the last question well, so you so go for it table 40 right so you're sitting around a table maybe you're in a treehouse around a table but if you had to sit around a table with some of your your people and what food would you eat and who would you have if you had one meal with your people and what food and it doesn't, you can't pick family you, your parents can be there already they're free guests they're free other people okay the whole guest list no i mean you can only get like six <laughs> guest of honor <laughs> okay hmm that's hard what's your what would be well, the food yeah well in the past year we've really fallen in love with risotto really <laughs> it's true <laughs> i didn't know i liked risotto yeah i mean so who creamy. doesn't creamy rice of course <laughs> So we're going to have risotto and your dad's famous salsa recipe? What a yeah. weird meal. <laughs> your dad has a famous salsa recipe. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, he grows it on peppers. Oh, nice. I mean, they, yeah, family garden, all that stuff. Oh, of course he does. All right. So risotto and salsa. Sounds like it's a fun time. Maybe a little kombucha. Mix He's an up. Eagle Scout. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> you guys are unbelievable. <laughs> I'm not an Eagle Scout. But. No, but you, I mean, you probably you probably make your own salsa and grow your own garden and all that stuff, too. <laughs> oh, I'm with you on Once kombucha. I have some, some I children it. to attend it. Yeah, yes. there you go. There you go. That's that my job. That'd be a lot of fun. So you're going to have kombucha. Yes. I love. Yeah. I love. And in terms, it's got to be a big table because I want to invite a lot of people. But we've 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 been like blessed enough to to just make friends with some incredible couples. I feel like you get mm -hmm. really lucky if you both hit it off in a couple. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. always, but if you do, it's just like home run. And I feel like we have several people like that in our lives, like Jeremy and Audrey roll off and thinking mm -hmm. of them, and like Brandon and Brittany Lake. And I mean, it's a handful of couples that we all live far. You know, we're scattered around the country, but. Um, very kindred spirits and close yeah. at heart. So they would definitely um, they'd be people at the table. For risotto and salsa. For risotto mm. and salsa. <laughs> and some kombucha to top it off. <laughs> I'm a risotto fan as well. And a salsa fan. Chips, salsa, and, and guac. A salsa risotto. There you yeah. go. Next I, I would come risotto. to that dinner. Yeah, that, that sounds really good. <laughs> so, hey, I've got to take, I've got to take this opportunity to, to thank you Matt, for one of my most prized possessions. You, I don't know if you remember this or not, but you, you sent me a jersey that you wore yeah. in the World Series. That's right. And autographed it. And you wrote me a little note on it, too. There you, you go. Remember what I the do note remember said? that. Do you remember what the note said? No, I don't. Tell me. Totally putting you on the spot. I hope, I hope and I didn't true. know it. You know, I was, I was expecting something like, I mean, this is a World Series jersey. I'm like, you know, I'm expecting this, you know, reach for the stars kind of inspirational. No, that's not me. <laughs> you just said, uh, Seth, I wish I had hair like you, Matt. That's about right. <laughs> I was hoping that's what I said, because that's what I would write right now. And, and had he known you a little bit better, it would have been like yeah. a really long list. Seth, Seth I wish I could build stuff. Seth, I wish I was romantic <laughs> like you. <laughs> Seth, I wish yeah. I could grow a garden. And, it would have been and, a lot longer, yeah, had I <laughs> done this interview. Oh, that's amazing. We still have the guitar on on display. Remember the baseball bat guitar that y'all signed? I do. That was incredible. Do. Did you tell her about that? That was one of my favorite <laughs> nights ever. 
that 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 yeah. was incredible. And somehow the weather was perfect when in Stillwater it was a real crapshoot. It was that was pretty awesome. It, it was, was really it cool. was a it was a perfect night. Yeah. Really cool night. Yeah. Yep. That's that's really funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys came on. Yeah, it was thanks so much so fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for listening to Table 40 with Matt and Leslie Holiday, part of the Sports Spectrum Podcast Network. For more stories on sports intersecting with faith, visit sportsspectrum.com.